prepare, respond, serve. This is Five Stone. The contents of this podcast are the personal opinions and views of Five Stone and our affiliates. This is not a recommendation for medical practice or a guide for decision-making or even to take place for your own personal judgment. We recommend that you always seek out in-person professional training and always follow your established policies and procedures. Now, with that said, let's get after it. She was worth it all. That's the title of this Motivation Monday. We talked about this one on the previous podcast. So if you get a chance, go back and watch it or listen to it. It was about uh, do you serve a purpose or are you serving with the purpose? Directly ties in with this podcast. So this is a uh, kind of personal story of mine, uh, but it really is impactful. It goes really deep. Okay. So this is called She Was Worth It All. So I started training martial arts back whenever I was 15 years old. You know, I was like cool and cool wasn't cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I believe yeah, you. I was, you. You was there. You seen it. <laughs> but I was the guy dressed up in like a karate uniforms, watching Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee and doing all that stuff. Right? I was 15 years old. Dude, I got made fun of so many times. It was ridiculous, you know. Um, beside the fact that I was in band and played drums, I was also in martial arts. But and, did you get beat up? No, I got bullied a couple times until I threw it back at him a few yeah. more, and then it stopped. It's, yeah, it's crazy how that yeah. happens, you know. <laughs> right? You split somebody's head open, and yeah. they just quit making fun of you. It's kind of crazy, mm. but yeah. But yeah, so I started about fifteen years old, and I had no idea. I'm forty-one. I had no idea that now we would end up where we are. Yeah, you could have never. I, I always knew there was a reason why I needed to do what I was doing. I never knew what that reason was, but this deep down, just gut wrenching drive to never stop doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't know why, but the story just might be, perhaps one of those reasons. I think so. So, about twelve years into the martial arts, when we always did traditional Chinese martial arts, about twelve years into it, um, we started revamping the system because I took some martial arts skills to. Uh, my brother, who was in the military, he's on the SWAT team, law enforcement stuff. And I took it to him one day, and I'm like, hey, man, check this stuff out. And he just laughed at me. He's like, yeah, that ain't going to work. I was like, what do you mean it ain't going to work, man? I've been doing this for 12 years. He's like, you so it's useless <laughs> in the real world. Yeah. I was like, man, what are you talking about? He was like, how many times you walk down the street carrying a sword <laughs> or a you know, tiger fork or a spear, <laughs> some nunchucks, yeah, wearing a silk uniform with yeah. some cool ninja boots on? You know, and I was like, Oh, this is not going to end well, you know. And I was like, <laughs> okay. He was like, I was like, yeah, but check out this like headlock maneuver. He's like, yeah, that's pretty cool as long as I'm not in the military or the SWAT team. You got a helmet on. I'm like, oh. And no matter what I said, he came at me. Yeah, you know. And he was right. So I was like, okay. So I called my martial arts instructor. I'm like, we got to revamp the system. And that's a big step. When you call your martial arts instructor and say, pretty much everything you've taught me is useless in modern day times, Yeah, that's pretty gutsy to try to pull off something like that. But I knew how he was. He was really cool. And he was like, explain yourself because I don't understand. I don't think I agree with you. So I told him. And he was like, get with me. Let's show him what you're talking about. Let's prove it. So I did. I got with him. And he was like, oh, my gosh. So... I took on the next two or three years with a good friend of mine, Jeff Coffey, the owner of G2R, and we sat down and revamped 12 years of material to fit modern-day times. 
And so we started teaching law enforcement. One of our first law enforcement gigs, we trained the U.S. Marshal Task Force, mm-hmm. one, of their, one of their elite teams. Mm-hmm. And that was a big day to try to release what we've done and revamp for them. And I'll never forget it. They said it was the best material they have ever learned yeah. anywhere in the country. And they trained with some high-level people. And I knew at that point we had done the right thing. So we taught them some hand-to-hand, you know, uh, hand-to-hand combat stuff. We taught them self-defense. We taught them edge weapon defense, gun defense, things like that. And we started getting into more women's self-defense, rape prevention courses, pre-college courses. I was going doing presentations for, like, uh, domestic abuse, things like that. So we started teaching all these other classes. And um, one day, man, this was like, I don't know, I probably got written down here somewhere later. It's like, I don't know how long it was, 12 years, 15 years late or something like that. I get this message on Facebook. I said, hey, I don't know if you remember teaching me, but you taught me this maneuver one time of how to protect myself in case I was ever getting attacked by a stronger opponent, like a, like a male on top of yeah. it. It was in a rape prevention class. My spouse, boyfriend, whoever he was, was trying to kill her. He was on top of her, banging her head into the ground, and she was about to lose consciousness. Okay? And she said, out of nowhere, like this, out of nowhere, something clicked, and I remembered what she showed me in the middle of all that. And I did, did the technique. I don't, remember, I don't know which technique it was. She didn't tell me. But she said, I did the move that you showed me to do. I was able to stun him enough to get him off of me, and I went and got my kids and went to safety. She said, I just want to let you know that you saved my life. That right there proves that some, there's just a destiny sometimes for yep. people to do certain things. You know, I'm not trying to sound like I'm all high and mighty or to take glory for it because I'm not. Because she's the one that did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's the one that was in that situation and was able to be the hero. It yeah. wasn't me. I just showed her if she if something ever happened, here's what you can do. So she's the one that deserves all the credit. But, you know, she did that. And she not only saved herself, but she saved her kids' lives. Yeah. You know? And then who is she impacting with that? It just keeps going down the road. Yeah. You know? And so I got to thinking about about what I, the different things that I've taught and different people that I've taught. And I got to thinking about how even my own family were like, you're wasting your time, you're wasting your money. But something deep down inside would not let me stop. It wouldn't. I'd even go to people, and I've got these crazy kind of stories that we can go into later, but people would tell me, I don't know why you do what you do, but God's telling me to tell you, don't ever quit. Yeah. Don't ever quit. So I refused to ever stop doing what I was doing. And it seems like every time I would push on a little bit farther, there would some, be somebody else impacted. Somebody else that was like, this changed my life. This saved me here. This did that. Or this helped my kid. This helped. You know, it just never did yeah. stop on that level. And I feel like if we can get past, I feel like if we can get past the worry about our self-image to other people, and push past that and do what we feel deep down inside in our guts that is our destiny and don't let anything stop us for that, then we're going to serve that purpose. Like yeah, we talked absolutely. about in the last podcast. Yeah. I, I remember vividly, because um, I grew up in EMS. I was born into it. Mm-hmm. And like to this day, I, I, this it was why I was put on this earth. Um, but I remember as a kid, a, a very young kid, like 
somewhere in the probably ten year ten years old range, <clears throat> getting made fun of. Yeah, you know, because I, mean, I was obsessed with it. I was always talking about ambulances, always talking about you know whatever involved fire and EMS. Yeah, that's all I talked about, and I vividly remember getting made fun of, like constantly. Did it ever make you want to stop? <clears throat> I can't say that it ever crossed my mind. I remember feeling bad, like just. You it, wish they it, would. It, you wish they yeah, would make fun of you. It's like, yeah, it's like you know, hey, you're supposed to be my friend, you yeah. know, because yeah. I remember who they. To this day, I remember exactly who it was, and yeah. what's funny, I won't mention any names, but one of them's a trooper now. <laughs> oh. you know, it's like it's funny how it works out. But yeah, um, but yes, I was just you just feel just bad for getting made fun of. Nearly no matter what it is you're doing yeah. or who you are, it's like. If it's something you can't change, or if it's something you're obsessed with, if you get made yeah. fun of, it just doesn't feel good. But the thought of quitting has had never ever crossed my mind. Like it's just that's who I was. Yeah, that's why I was with martial arts. Yeah. You know, it was like I'm I'm not stopping. Yeah, I had and, my own family, man. My own yeah. family, like just stop. Yeah, you look like an idiot out here training by yourself and shadow box in the backyard. Yeah. You are wasting how much money per month getting all this stuff and gear and tools and yeah. uniforms. And Mom stuff. and Dad always pushed me to yeah. to continue on, yeah. but you know, kids in school, you yeah. know, it's if you weren't playing basketball or football or something like that, you just wasn't cool. Yeah. You know, you got made fun of. Again, I was in band, I was in drumline, you know, and I got made fun of for that. Yeah. But I still play drums this day. It's made me a lot of money. Yeah, and it's something I love to do. But and quitting that, I, I will have to say, like burnout's real. You know, and when I graduated high school, um, I got offered money to go to U of L to play in their drum line. Um, and, you know, going on to like um, drum corps, you know, that mm -hmm. was an option. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So I didn't pick up stick for like three years. Yeah. And uh, but finally got back into it because it's just, you know, again, that's who I am. It, yeah. That's, yeah, that's part I'm of a it. drummer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you you talking about getting that message from that, from that lady. You know, I've gotten. Uh, there, you know, I've had saves in my career. Uh, they're not as, as often or as frequent as you would, you would think in EMS, you know, you mm -hmm. have a lot of redundant calls, but those true saves where, you know, somebody was dead and then they walk out of the hospital, yeah. you know, a week later. Um, and there has been, you know, two instances that we had a, a, a guy meet us in, in Sam's club and he was talking about, Hey, I was dead and now yeah. he is, you know, wanting to do something for us, you know, because that's he, awesome, he, you know, and uh, and one night uh, I got a message on Facebook uh, from a from a gentleman and he brought up um, a wreck that a, my, an old partner of mine, me and him worked in Hardin County. It was a it was a fatal accident, like a, a 16 year old boy was killed in a car wreck. Um, and uh, he asked, he's like, do you remember this car wreck? <clears throat> and. I've <laughs> vividly. Yeah, vividly. It's like it was one of them wrecks. It was just yeah. unforgettable. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh uh I'm like, yeah, I remember I remember working that wreck. He's like, well, that's my brother. <clears throat> and uh he's like he said, I just want to let you know. I said, I appreciate everything you did. And um I'm a paramedic in Louisville now. And you know, you all are the reason. See, man, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That is it, man. That's why we do what we do because we yep. impact other people. 
And how many people now, like you said, butterfly effect earlier. Yep. So how many people now are we affecting way down yep. for generations and generations to come, man? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that, Stu, man. We've had, I, mean, I was talking to a, another uh, provider, and we were talking about a guy that came into the hospital that I was taking care of and taking care of him several times. And he was like, man, I'm having chest pain, short of breath. And take the guy off and get a cat scan done on the way back through he codes I'm pushing it back to the room getting back man we we defibrillate we shock this guy like nine times man we code him like seven times like it's just that's awful yeah you know he walks back into the ER a few months later with his family members and I'm like I thought you know we shipped him out you know what I'm saying yeah. I was like I thought this guy was never gonna make it like yeah. what the heck man you know and he was like dude I don't remember anything about that day whatsoever but i can't thank y'all enough because yeah. you're letting me care yeah. for my granddaughter that he was bringing into the hospital yeah you know what i'm saying yeah that's what you do man. and like that butterfly effect you know what we, we was talking about um if if those kids made me quit you know if all that ridicule and stuff like that would have made me quit uh like i said there was there's always going to be a paramedic in that seat you know if i'd have never become a paramedic that spot's still going to be filled. Right. Because when I left, guess what? It was immediately filled. Um, but is those saves, would they have happened if it wasn't me? See, I think, I'm not saying, like, I'm the best paramedic. No, I know what you're saying. But, you see, know, I think – I see. I understand what you're saying, but, like – Or would Ray be a paramedic in Louisville now if it right. hadn't have been me and Tex working this wreck? Who knows? Yeah. But just like in my situation with this lady – because I knew certain people, she got into our class. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the odds out there that she would have known someone else who would have got her into a class, who would have showed her the exact thing she needed to get out of yeah. in the exact situation? See what I'm saying? So yeah. I really believe that there's a divine intervention that yeah. takes place that is mapped out years down the road from us that we have no idea. Just like Five Stone. Mm. We have no idea right now, man, where this is going to go in the next few years. Yeah, and I can't help but think if if it wasn't for my dad yeah, or if it wasn't for his exactly, dad yeah. that drove an ambulance in, in, yeah. um, you know, up north after the war because there was no jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just if it hadn't been for them, would I – would the you know the, yeah. that whole to keep going. down yeah. the line would that have happened? Yeah, and where's it going to go for yeah. for for now from here know? on out? Yeah. yeah. So now Ray's going to impact how many people? Yeah, and they're going to impact how many people? Man, yeah, that's exactly. It's awesome. So it kind of sums it up to a couple of talking points that I got right here. So I got we all know or sense what drives us. I think we all got this urge and this drive to just know, and if we can block out other people's perception of how we may think that they view us and just not care anymore and just focus on that drive, I think that will help to kind of fulfill that destiny. Yeah. Because look at 26 years later, I'm sitting right here across the table from you, and we're talking to literally millions of people across the planet. There's been people in Australia listening to us. Yeah, man, we've got them. We've got them in India now. We've yeah. got them. Like, I looked up the other country list of the day, and I was amazed. And it's all over the U.S. now too. It's 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 just ridiculous, man. Yeah. Like it's growing everywhere. Argentina. Uh, I mean, it, it's all over the place. Yeah. Peru. 
Like, it's just crazy. So, yeah, you get to look at this. It's like how many people are being impacted by what we were impacted by before. Yeah. You know? And it leads me to this right here. This is what I'll kind of sum everything up with. Um, I know this is a little bit of a shorter podcast, but it don't have to be that long. So here we go. Victory always starts in the head. It's a state of mind. It then spreads with such radiance and such affirmations that destiny can do nothing but obey. That's bad. Bro. Yeah. <clears throat> That's Dushan Gersey. So again, victory always starts in the head. So think about that for a minute. It starts by your thoughts. An idea. Yeah, an idea, a perception, uh, uh, that drive. Because it's a, in the next state, next sentence, it's a state of mind. Victory is a state of mind. Yeah. Well, you want to be victorious, you want to be a failure. It's all how you perceive it. Yep. And what state of mind you get to not quit. Once you do that, it spreads with such radiance. It goes throughout your body. It goes throughout your character, your being, who you are, and who all you impact. And such affirmations and such truth that other people see it. And destiny, man, it's just got to sit back and obey because it, it, it's going to happen. Yep. You know? Fate don't have a choice. No. Yeah. Destiny's got nothing to do but sit back and obey. And that's just awesome. <laughs> that's, that's powerful. Yeah. Like, it gives me chills every time I hear it. Yeah, man. So... I ain't going to say your name because it's a smaller community, you know what I'm saying? But uh, if you're out there and you're listening to this, I haven't talked to her since then. It's been years ago. But just know that thank you for sharing that with us and letting me know that that saved your life, that that technique. Um, I don't mean it to be boastful. It wasn't me that saved your life, even though she said that. It was her. She saved her life. She had the drive. She had the the will to fight in the middle of all that. But you set it in motion. Yeah, and then she she was prepared to respond to the threat that was given to her. Mm-hmm. And that was our motto even back then, and to serve. She served her kids and got exactly. them to safety. Yep. And that's what we talk about with Five Stone is like it's not about – I know we always talk about EMS and law enforcement and military and health care. It's not what Five Stone is only about. That's a lot of our profession, but – that mindset and that mentality carries it on to other aspects in this community and throughout this country and across the world is like, if you take on that mentality to prepare, respond and serve and you start living it and it comes in the radiance and the affirmations, destiny is going to take place. You're going to impact people. And that, I don't care if I'm 26 years into this, if it was for her, and her kids is worth every single bit of it. Yeah, just like when we talked with, you know, Renee on the suicide yep. hotline. Yep. If it saved one person, if if all the stuff that we went through, you've been training for, like you said, nearly 30 years. Yeah. You know, I've been in the business for, you know, over 20 years. If we save one person or if we motivate one person yeah. to to serve – Absolutely. It was all worth it. Exactly. Doesn't matter the time, doesn't matter the hour, doesn't matter the sacrifice, the money. You know what I'm saying? Like, then, because they are going yep. to have that butterfly effect and it's yep. going to continue on. I guarantee you, I just can guarantee you right now that she has never forgot that and she has spread that word to other people 
and maybe those people have went and obtained training or got yeah. knowledge or something from somebody else, and then there's more lives saved and yeah. more impacted, you know. So awesome stuff, man. She was worth it. it all. Yep. And remember, whatever you guys do, we always say prepare, respond, serve, because somebody else's life might be dependent on you. That's a perfect example. Yep. You may not even know it when you're doing it. Have no idea whenever you're doing it what's going to happen 26 years down the road. Yep. You know? You are influencing somebody else. Yeah. So right now, if you're listening to this, you're soaking in these sound waves, you're watching this video, and maybe you're in Argentina, you're in India, wherever you are, man, just know that it's up to you to put it into action. Yep. Up to you to get that state of mind, to prepare, respond, and serve, and live that lifestyle. Awesome, man. I love this one. That's I know. That's a good one. All right. That is it. We'll catch you guys on the next podcast. Don't forget. Flippy flop. Yeah. Check us out on fivestoneusa.com. That's the number five, fivestoneusa.com. I'm not a very good salesman for our podcast and our videos. I forget all the time. Everybody's like, you know, you always say share, subscribe, and all that stuff. Yeah. I forget. But that is super important because yeah. – the more that you share it, it's just like this butterfly effect. It's going to keep going. And tell us about it. Comment. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just love to read the, you know, the comments on it, where yeah. you're from, yeah. how you found us. I was, that one medic down that, in Tennessee that sent that comment, yeah. you know, with a podcast about your dad, man, yeah. that, that was awesome. Yeah. That impacted him, you yeah. know. We just love to hear it, you know. Yeah, I love it. So, yeah, we appreciate you guys' feedback and your support and your encouragement. Um if you are f trying to find a way to help support us, uh, there's a link that we put down below our podcast. It's a link to uh, Brewed Coffee. And Brewed Coffee is a coffee house in Lexington, Kentucky. That's about an hour and a half from us. And uh, they support small business in Kentucky. They've been really an advocate for during all this coronavirus shutdown to help small business. He's been a warrior. Yeah, he has, man, for Kentucky and Kentuckians. And he goes all over the country now mm -hmm. and yeah. helps keep businesses open. But he's come here, was on our podcast. He gave us a link to help sell his coffee and a part of those proceeds help go to us so we yep. can kind of keep this stuff going. For example, if we need to get new microphones or whatever it is, yep. you know what I'm saying? It just kind of helps us be able to afford that stuff so we can continue to get this thing going. So any of that support's very well appreciated, and we love to hear from you guys. If you've got something you want to hear, let us know. A topic you want addressed, we'll do it. You know what I'm saying? We'll get you guys what you want because that's what we're here for. All right, man. We'll catch you all on the next podcast. Thank you so much. Later. Have a good one. This has been a production of Five Stone. I'd like to thank you guys for taking the time to check out our podcast and videocast today. You can check us out online at fivestoneusa.com. That's the number five, fivestoneusa.com. We are also on all the social media platforms. Our podcasts are now live. Videocasts are on YouTube, and our audio podcasts are on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, all the major podcast platforms. Thank you guys. Again, we cannot thank you much for all your support and all that you do for us. Remember, prepare, respond, and serve because someday you might be that first responder. <laughs>